know I'm already a slacker. I skipped a week, but I needed time to think about this one because I still don't even really know what I watched. Um, but we're going to get to that in a second. Um, if this is your first time listening, this is the Gory Gossip Podcast, the show made for horror fans with no time and a deep backlog. I am your host, Michael Amaral, and this week we are covering Luz, directed by uh, Tillman Singer, German uh, horror flick from 2018. Uh, this is a weird one. I've been hearing a lot of things about it, and it's been on my list for a while, and I finally watched it. And I still don't even really know what to say about it. I had to read a lot about it. And I think I'm semi-prepared now. I'm more prepared than I was um, the day after I watched it. Um, But before that, what we do in the shadows is back. Who's watching it? Uh, Do you like it? Let me know because uh, I've been watching it and it's fucking hilarious. Like season one, um, I don't think... Right now, I think it's four episodes in. I don't think it's as good as season one as of right now, but um, it's still making me laugh my ass off. I'm hoping to do like a season two review episode. Um, hoping someone will join me for that one because that's that's a lot to take on by myself. Uh, but what we do in the shadows is back. Check it out if you're not watching it. It's good. I absolutely love that show. Now on to this daunting task of talking about Luz. Uh, If you've seen this movie, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, Like I said, directed by Tillman Singer. It is a German film, and it is 70 minutes long. One of the shortest full features I've ever watched. Probably, Yeah, probably the shortest full feature I've ever watched. Um, And the synopsis is, Luz, a young cab driver, drags herself into a brightly lit entrance of a rundown police station a demonic entity follows her determined to finally be close to the woman it loves so you would think all right it sounds pretty simple god damn is this movie not simple it is so bizarre and it feels like this is my first note um it feels like a real life dream captured on screen so like when you think about a dream it usually doesn't make any sense and Things aren't in sequential order and everything is surreal and it doesn't even feel like what you're looking at is real. And that is this movie in a nutshell. Um, Things happen sequentially, but doesn't feel that way. It's shot and edited like a real life dream. Um, And it is agonizingly slow. For a 70 minute movie, um, this film definitely tests your patience um, by... Not ju- not the storytelling, but more the shot length, um, which the cinematography is actually really cool in this. It's very reminiscent of like Argento and Fulci. It was shot on 60 millimeter film and it's like super grainy and super stylized and cool, but they hold on shots for a long time and it definitely tests your patience. And I like stuff like that where they'll hold on a shot and make you really take it in and focus on composition and what they're actually trying to tell you. And that's all great. But sometimes, sometimes I liked it in this, and sometimes I was just like, God damn, move on. Um, awesome soundtrack. Like I said, very reminiscent of Argento and Fulci. They were definitely going for a 70s Italian horror vibe in this entire film, and it sounded really cool. The sound design was eerie. Um, 
a lot of cool like synthy shit, which I love. Um, super low budget, and you can tell because uh, there's only like four actors in the entire movie, four or five actors in the entire movie. Uh, no special effects, and they lean heavy on these performances, and they did a great job. I, I got to say the cast was freaking awesome in this. Um, they did a really good job, especially because they had a lot of dialogue and a lot of weird things to to do and say. Um, and there's a lot of like eerie silence moments. Um, so I think the pacing between the actors was really cool. And I dug a lot of that. Um, and like I said, there's, I think there's only like four actors. There's a psychiatrist, Luz, the main character, and uh, a medium, a friend of hers that she went to like Catholic school with. And what the movie does is kind of introduce you to a lot of um, the past of these characters and how Luz was connected to this demon and this demon's kind of been searching for her and he attaches himself to this medium who's like the most powerful medium he's ever met. Um, But he really wants to get to Luz and he kind of, and he possesses the psychiatrist through the medium. But you don't really know who's possessed throughout the whole thing and who's talking like if the demon's talking or if someone else is talking. So you really got to pay attention. I, I think I need to watch it again and really, now that I understand what the hell um, they're trying to do here, um, I can kind of zero in and focus on on more of what they're actually, what the characters are saying and, and maybe it might make a little more sense on a second viewing. Um, but like I said, having that level of focus is tough sometimes when uh, it's the movie's this agonizingly slow. And like I said, it's only a 70-minute movie. Um, I pulled a cool quote from one of the articles I wrote trying to figure out what this movie is about. And it's it's about, this quote is kind of talking about the level of focus on how much words and the dialogue matters in this film and how much you need to pay attention to it. And one thing to note is that... Um, the main character or whoever's possessed by the demon, I think the way I kind of interpreted it, they recite over and over again, this like blasphemous, uh, prayer that kind of calls the demon to that person. So in this article, they said, um, it's by signalhorizon.com. You can look it up. It's a much better review than what I'm giving you right now. Uh, words matter in a way that requires a hawkish level of focus. Repeated phrases are far more than just distorted faith. They are questions with a capital Q to be answered by our unsuspecting players. They are also also blasphemous recitations used to bring forth monsters. As much as resp- repetition can be used for hypnosis, it is also used here as a ritual. Where one begins and the other ends is the question. Is how you want to live your life? Is this seriously what you want? That's a quote within the movie. As much as as much a question as a test, it is employed again and again. The Lord's Prayer is converted to a twisted bastardization intent on eliciting fear, disquiet, and deep, deep unease in anyone who hears it. It also seems to be calling card for the demon du jour. We hear both Luz and demon in several bodies recite these words, some out of anger and others as a form of control. So I didn't really pick that up when I was watching it, but clearly um, that's what was going on. And by the end, by the end of this movie, so, so a bunch of shit goes down. I'm, I don't really want to spoil everything. I kind of want you to experience this movie um, on your own. 
but as everything goes down, it just gets crazier and crazier and, and it turns into like a legit fever dream nightmare. Like I said, it reminded me of like the beyond where like a great depiction of just hellish, weird visuals with, they started like pumping so much fog into the room and like you couldn't even, you could only see like shapes of characters. The sound design was so eerie and disturbing and just unsettling. Um, so yeah, it was, it was an interesting, stylized, cool, um, slow movie, but I think, I don't know, I dug it. I would say check it out if you're looking for something super weird, super artsy, avant-garde. Um, this is definitely a film for you. Uh, my patience was definitely tested, but it's one of those things where you can't look away. Um, and that's what I would say about Luz. Uh, so yeah, check it out. If you've seen it, let me know. Tweet at me. Did you like it? Did you hate it? What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Did I miss anything? Um, I don't want to get too much into it because it's just such a crazy, like I said, it's so crazy. I don't want to spoil anything. And I honestly can't even explain things, um, well enough (laughs) through this microphone for you to really get what, what was going on. Um, but yeah, great performances, cool little flick. I'm excited to see what happens with, uh, with Tillman Singer, what he does next. Um, his surreal style is definitely, uh, pretty cool. So yeah, there's Luz. Uh, let's move on to some news. Only a few stories today. Uh, first one, obviously from Bloody Disgusting, Mike Flanagan and Leah Fong turning Christopher Pike's novel The Midnight Club into a Netflix series. Uh, Christopher Pike's 1994 novel The Midnight Club is becoming a Netflix series, and Mike Flanagan is heading it as co-creator. He'll adapt the book along with Leah Fong, who worked on Once Upon a Time, and Flanagan will also executive produce via Intrepid Pictures, along with Intrepid's Trevor Macy. Uh, The book takes place at Rotterdam Home, a hospice for terminally ill teenagers. A group of patients begin to gather together at midnight to share scary stories. They eventually make a pact that whichever of them dies first will contact the others from beyond the grave. Um, So yeah, cool. I'm 100% on board with anything Mike Flanagan does. He is a fantastic director. Uh, Haunting of Hill House is one of my favorite shows on Netflix. So, um... I'm really excited for this, and I'm really excited for Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, I loved Doctor Sleep. I think that's such an one, of, probably the most underrated movie of 2019. Wait, did Doctor Sleep come out 2019? Am I crazy? Doctor Sleep. Yeah, it did. Yeah, definitely one of the most underrated movies of 2019. One of the most underrated horror movies. I think I think I need to do an episode on Doctor Sleep because that movie is a. F- borderline masterpiece like it is fucking awesome so i'm really excited for anything mike flanagan does and what i'm not excited for is our next story hbo max is um letting jj abrams and bad robot get their hands on a series called overlook which is going to explore the untold stories of the overlook hotel and i fucking hate jj abrams and everything he touches so why did why HBO let this happen? I I don't know, and I'm I'm upset about it. I'm genuinely upset about this because 
I'm so sick of J.J. Abrams and his bullshit storytelling and his mystery box method of shit. And he's just going to ruin one of the most favorite things ever. Like, The Shining is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And I thought Flanagan did such a good job. And it's a shame that no one went to go see Dr. Sleep and it didn't make any money. But I think Dr. Sleep is going to become like a fucking cult classic. And they're they're handing it over to J.J. Abrams. Why didn't they just go to Flanagan and do this? I don't know. I'm just... I can't take it. I, I can't. Um... So yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and last story of the night, Castlevania season four is happening. Uh, I thought season three was cool. I thought it was good. Uh, I guess it did really well. I guess um, Netflix can't release numbers or anything like that, but um, the show creators are saying that it did better than like any of the seasons um, ratings wise. So that's cool. So season four is obviously, obviously definitely going to happen. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, oh yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, follow Gar- Gory Gossip on Twitter, at Gory Gossip. Uh, Letterboxd, at Gory Gossip. I got to update the Letterboxd. I haven't updated it. Um, I got to get my shit together and do this and get on top of this and hopefully not skip another week. I might end up doing this bi-weekly. Um, but we'll see if I keep watching movies like Luz, I'm going to have to do them bi-weekly because it took me a while to really <laughs> comprehend what I just saw. Um, but hopefully we'll get back on the week by week, um, schedule. Ooh, and the lodge is available on Hulu. Um, directed by Sir Ver- Severin Fiala. He directed good night, mommy. Which I haven't seen, but I heard is freaking amazing. Um, but The Lodge is available on Hulu. I'm probably going to do that as my next movie f- um, for the podcast. So check it out. Follow along. And I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>